Hello. Good evening. Oh, this is old Algus podcasting from the future. Oh, things are pretty bad in the future. My lower half is all mechanical now and robotic. Old Algus. It's times are tough. I had to give up comedy and now I'm a prospector. No! What is this intro? How don't I know how to do an introduction in this podcasting business by now? 21 episodes, episodes, 21 episodes in and I still don't know how to do this. I still don't know how to uh, talk into a microphone and to properly greet you. I don't know what accent that is now. What is go- what's happening, you guys? How are you? How are you out there, podgissers? Podgibbons? I gotta come up with a cool name for you guys now as a group. Sorry, I know it's tacky as shit, but I'm gonna do it. Hey, what's up, podgesians? What's up, podgadians? Podgadians? Podgissians? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Tweet at me, whatever you think it should be. I'm just gonna defer to you because I'm I'm a people pleaser, and whatever you think is right is good. I've got a. I'm ready to go for this one. I've got a giant. You hear that sloshing around? Oh, I should have closed it properly. I just poured it all over myself. You guys hear that? That's. A water bottle, but you get this, it's the size of my thigh. Why did they why did I get one so big? Am I going to Vietnam? <laughs> why why do I need to pack such a large water bottle? Am I Am I gonna sauna for eight hours straight? Am I David Blaine? Am I gonna bury myself alive? Why is this so big? I don't know, but it's good to stay hydrated. Are you guys staying hydrated out there? Take a swig. Welcome to Podgis, the podcast that is all id. I might as well call it Podgid because I am all spontaneity and impulse. I am a child. And I really came to terms with this with it this week. I was really thinking about, and maybe you can relate, after the year that we've all had locked up, I wonder how many of us are dopamine and serotonin addicted people now. You know, we're all addicted to our screens already. But how many of you guys are like me where you have, where you've kind of eroded away all your impulse control now at this point and you're just a bundle of impulses, you know? I'm a sucker for a sale at No Frills. That's an example. Anytime I see something that I never ever eat, something that I would need like a slow cooker for, like, hey, here's 50 pounds of braised pork, discounted at 25% off, and I don't know how to cook braised pork. I live in in an apartment in Toronto. I don't have probably the tools to smoke brisket or something. And I'm like, 25% off? I'm never going to get a deal like that ever again. Old Algus has struck gold again. So I get it. And I have little impulse control. I think, you know what? I should do some booking for shows. Or I should look into merch. The thing that I've been talking about for two months straight. And then I go, nah. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to paint my nails. And then I get started painting my nails, and then the way I paint my nails is I'm goopkiss. I don't, I don't do layers. Fuck that. Who has time for that? Not an impulse control disaster like myself. Nope. I only have a five minute window before I need to move on to the next thing. So I just goop it on my nails. And I don't paint in the lines. I get it all over my fingertips, and then I and then I let it dry, and I sit around, <laughs> and, and I reap what I sow because it's all messy. And then I really, honestly, can't do anything because my fingers are all painted, all over the place. 
because I gooped it all on because it didn't want to do layers and weight and layers and weight. So I figured this would be the shorter way is just to essentially dip my entire finger in a bottle of nail polish. And then I wait for it to dry and then I just wash off the excess around my fingers. It's a wasteful. And it's silly, and it looks like an absolute disaster. But I live my life like a kid getting a haircut at the barbershop. I'm like, you know, I just want them to put the bowl on my head, cut a clean circle, just take out your shears, the biggest ones you have, and just go chop, chop, chop around my head. And then I'm the kid in the chair, just antsy, going, can I go, can I go play now? Can I play now? <sighs> Why is it taking so long? <sighs> that's my new catchphrase. Can I go play now? Because that's how I handle my entire life, honestly. That is how I approach every responsibility I have. I am just a bundle of impulses and it's not good i'm not saying this that is a good thing it's terrible i wish i was different i'm trying to change it i'm trying to incorporate more discipline into my life but i'm just all id now you know i made a delicious brunch today and and then oh no <coughs> sorry and then <laughs> what was that and then I've gotten kind of a little bit into true crime documentaries on YouTube. There's a channel called JCS, short for Jim Can't Swim, some, some name, John Can't Swim. And it's all like varying lengths, 20 minutes to like hour, to an hour to two plus hour little documentaries of criminals and murder and interrogations and stuff. And now I'm into that now, a little bit. So... So I sat down with brunch and I watched a half hour thing about a guy who went to Vietnam. That's why that's all my brain. And he had PSD and he murdered. Okay, you know what? I can already tell. This is not good. I don't want to make this about murder. Since when do I want to make podcasts about murder? I want it to be all about good vibes. But basically all you need to know is that I watched a half hour about murder and PTSD and there was a lot of footage that was not good. And it even warned me. It even warned me. Before the video, it was like, and how often on YouTube do you get those, do you get warnings? Like, not just the 18 plus, oh, this viewer discretion is advised. The, the upcoming video has people kissing. Oh, viewer discretion is advised. The upcoming video has a belly button. So just be ready for that. Can we check your age, please? And then you can fucking... And then the default. Anytime it asks you for your age on these websites, it always... What does it always say? It always says January 1st, 1952. And you just click, yeah, okay, that's my age. <laughs> because... Because you're like, fuck that. I'm over 18. Who cares? Whenever they ask for your age at, like, an adult website, you're just like, yeah, I'm the default. Um, I was born on January 1st, 1952. Let's go. Let's go. Give me the goods. I bet... I think it would be funny to do a sketch of the people at, like, <laughs> at YouTube being, like, at a board meeting and the guy's got a big graph in front of his colleagues, like, this big round table of people listening. And he's like, so it seems our largest demographic on YouTube are people born in 1952. We've got a lot of people who are born on New Year's Day in 1952. So how do we reach this demographic? <laughs> A lot of old people. Yeah, I was born in 1952. Show me the belly button. I want to see people kissing. <laughs> Just all of YouTube is the most. And Forbes, Forbes 500 comes out with its top uh, demographics. I don't know. What the fuck am I talking about? I have, I'm all over the place. Forbes 500. What did I just say? Forbes top 30 demographics for YouTube. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? This, that's what happens when you don't know your references and you're not smart enough to follow through on a joke. You know? There's sometimes in the middle of a comedian's joke you can tell exactly the point where they are in over their intellectual heads because they walk down a road where they run out of references. You know? 
That's why I dare never joke about NASA. Or space. Or time travel. Uh-uh. But anyways, um, back to the original point. Every, I like the idea that everybody who watches YouTube, they think in, in head office that they're all born in 1952. Wow, a lot of people born on January 1st, 1952. Okay, anyways, I won't beat that into the ground, but I think it's so funny. Uh, see, the child in me is like, can we joke about that more? But I think it's run its course. But seriously, you guys, like anytime I, I download a game or whatever, or like want to watch a game trailer that's for adults, they're like, hey, hey, man. It's like a, a stoned bouncer outside of a bar. Hey, man. Can I see? Wait, 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 wait. You can't go in. You got ID. And then I show them McLovin. And they're like, oh, huh, cool. You were born in Hawaii? Your name's McLovin? That's rad, dude. Okay, go on in. That is the age check for all of these websites. It's so arbitrary. What's stopping a six-year-old from being like, yeah, I was born in 1919. Yeah, I was born in 1952, sure. January 1st, 1952. Or if you're a paranoid kid, you'll be like, I might, I, I'm going to change the date just so it doesn't look suspect. I was born on January 2nd, 1952. There. Then they'll know it's real. <laughs> I'm a real person. My name is Johnny Boy Dexter. And I was born... On January 2nd, 1952. Now show me the porn video game. I want to see tits. Um, all of this to say, can you fucking, can you tell that I'm on an impulse control maniac? Um, so I was watching true crime and then I got really distressed. I got distressed, guess. And I am a child. I thought I was mature enough. I did the age thing. I was like, yeah, 1952, that's me. And I wasn't ready for the footage, some of it. And I was disturbed. So you know what I did? I was like, I have a busy schedule this weekend and I won't be able to do podcasts. I got to do it now. And you know what I tried to do? to? And you know what I did actually that did cheer me up? I ate some canned peaches. How old am I? I'm fucking 10 years old. <laughs> Talk about, you know, I'm fucking, I'm trans, so people are like, are you a woman in a man's body? No, I'm a 10-year-old in a 33-year-old's body. Oh, that's more a description of me. Let's get to gender later. Let's fucking figure out why I'm so immature for my age. <laughs> um... Canned peaches are fucking delicious. I'm just going to put my foot down and say this. They are the best. Canned peaches are number one. Uh, they're so savory and sweet. They're so... And I can only have a couple before I'm like, I'm going to save this for later. So that's some... That's a breakthrough. No impulse guess there. Thinking ahead to the future. The only time I'm disciplined is when it comes to canned peaches. There you have it, folks. We just figured out Algus. Algus's impulse control. That is the nucleus of where I start to grow up, is my impulse control around canned peaches. A fun fact, when I got my first business cards, I got them, uh, I designed them through, like, Vista Prints default thing, or Staples or whatever. You know, online, they got, and they got, like, templates and stuff. You can upload your logo, you can, you put your title up at the top and then, you know, with these templates, they give you different uh, squares and spaces to add more text. And I was like, I was fucking 19 years old, right? So, of course I was obnoxious and I was like, Al Val, a comedian, guitarist, musician. Some of it was redundant. It was like comedian, writer, actor, director, musician, content producer. It was like as if, you know, I'm fucking slapping my resume on a business card. That isn't even right. Somebody's going to read my business card and be like, wow, you're a wonderkind. You're a content producer? Oh my God. Sign him. Um, and then, so there were so, there were too many squares. And instead of just keeping it simple and being like, I don't need to write, I don't need to fill in more in this already 
ultra busy business card. That's why they call it a business card. I thought to myself at the time, I was like, they call it a business card because it's got to be busy as fuck. I'm a business person now. I got to think business wise. And what would a business person do? See, child algus logic. I, would, I was like, what would a business person do? They'd, they'd be really official and they'd put a lot of official stuff in there. But then Childgus also thought, I got to put a joke in there to prove that I'm a comedian. Because at the time, you know, I was new to comedy and obviously I was getting the whole like, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. And it was exhausting and obviously I didn't know how to deal with that and I didn't want to. So I was like, I'll let my business card do all the talking. And by that, I mean, I'll write an entire paragraph on this fucking business card. No, but seriously. Okay, so there was one space where uh, you could put in quotes and italics something as if it's like my catchphrase or something that uh, I say to people or or like a guarantee, I guess, I suppose, if you're in business, if you're in the business industry. <laughs> um, and so I wrote, canned peaches are delicious, exclamation mark. And, and, okay, so the way it was structured was my name and then the quote and then underneath was my title, right? So it would say, Al Val, canned peaches are delicious, in quotes, and then underneath my entire resume. And, you know, like I said, it said comedian, musician, uh, content producer, artist, writer, director. And then the last thing said, unpaid spokesperson for canned peaches, which was the joke. You get it, you guys? You read my business card and you're like, okay, what the fuck? Where did canned peaches come from? Is this a canned, canned peaches salesperson? And then the last part says unpaid spokesperson for canned peaches. It was my attempt at being tongue in cheek. And when I first did it, I was like, I am a genius. Out of the way, Bo Burnham. I am the voice of a generation. And then I showed my family, and I very vividly remember this moment. We were all sitting, uh, my whole family, both parents, five kids, all of us sitting in an SUV. I think we were driving to some event, some family event as a group. And I was like, now's the time. And I busted them out, and I was like, hey, everybody, look how professional I am. Check out my, check out my business card. And I handed it out around this crowded SUV. And all the air was sucked out of the car and dead silence ensued. And all, and then in the background, you could hear on the radio, what if God was one of us? And, and it was met with a resigned confusion. And I remember cutting through the silence. My dad in the front driving the car was like, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, and I remember collect recollecting the cards and be like, you you guys, you just don't you just don't get me. Half that, but also half being like, oh man, this was a stupid idea. I shouldn't have ordered twenty-five thousand of them. <laughs> I ordered way too many. I ordered way too many. Business guess. This is what a child I am, you guys. I have poor impulse control. I spend money on silly things. My laser helmet that I t was sold a bag of lies. I thought it would grow my hair back if I put on this laser helmet. It's called iRestore. Look it up online. I've mentioned it before on my podcast, but I was sold a bag of bag of ham. I was sold. I was told it was a bag of ham, but it was a bag of rabid possums. I was hoodwinked. It was snake oil, you guys. And I put this, and I still do it. I bought it in September, and I'm holding on to hope that it's going to kick in suddenly. Like, one week I'm going to wake up with a beautiful, voluptuous lion's mane on my head by putting this. It's a white helmet. It looks like, what does it look? It looks like a bike helmet. It looks like Apple. It looks like the company Apple designed a bike helmet. And they were like, this is the future. And even nerds who like wait in line for the newest update of the fucking phone that isn't any different from the last one. You're just a, you're just a sucker for a brand. If you wait in line for the new iPhone, even though you have the version before, I'm going to straight up just call you an idiot. That's all. 
<laughs> um, oh man, I'm so afraid of losing listeners when I say shit like that. But come on, stick around with me. Look, I'm just poking fun, you idiot. Whatever, good riddance. If you stuck around this whole time and then were like, I say, the nerve. How dare you make fun of my technological interests? What is this? What? what? I say, I mean, mocking the Catholic Church was fair game. Mocking the LGBT community, mocking the video game community. I say that was all well and good, but I say, sir, madam, sorry, I say, madam, how dare you? I set up camp eight days and eight nights. I sit outside the Apple store and I get my phone and, and lo and behold, it's got one more gig of storage space. It's got one more kilo of video capturing, it can do a little bit more at night. And you don't appreciate someone like me with a distinguished taste in phones? How about you, sir? Excuse me, madam. How about you? <laughs> Am I yelling in your ear? I'm gonna have to edit that down. Uh, how are my levels? I'm always, I wanna yell at this. I wanna yell in this thing, but I'm worried. I say, sir, well, good day to you. You've lost one fan. Besides, the new iPhone 45 XPS edition is coming out tomorrow. And I've better things to do, like poop in this bucket, because I've been sitting outside of this store for a month and a half. Can someone please clean this bucket for me? It is full of poop. Ah, yes, myself a distinguished gentleman who loves Apple products. That's you, Apple lovers. You know? This is one thing I don't get. Oh, man, what was I talking about before I got distracted? There was a thing there. Now I want to talk about Apple versus Android people. What was I... I'm going to have to pause and go back. Oh, Algus. Oh... <laughs> oh no okay i'm keeping that in i was about to excitedly uh exclaim that i remembered and then i choked on my spit <laughs> that's staying in wow sorry if i scared you this one's full of jump scares I remembered, I remembered that I was talking about my iRestore helmet. Basically, all I was, I was describing the way it looks. It looks like an Apple product that failed in the test market. Like, it didn't even make it to mainstream. They, like, brought in a handful of uh, fanatics, Apple fanatics, to be like, Hey, what do you, uh, what do you guys think of this helmet that's going to grow your hair? And uh, you can, and it's got Bluetooth. So uh, while you're growing your hair, you can talk, you can FaceTime your grandma in Morocco. And then these people put on the helmet and they're like, I say, this is an outrage. What am I supposed to do with this helmet? What is this? What do I look like? A, a half stormtrooper? I've got a stormtrooper. It's like a helmet. From a stormtrooper with a bowl cut, I must say. <laughs> and the whole table of of Apple fanatics. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Smacking their lips over tea and crumpets. That's all I wanted to say about the iRestore thing. Impulse gifts, man. I bought that thinking it would be my hair savior, but it's not. I gotta come to terms with it. My brother sent me a picture of the two of us hanging out like a long time ago now, a decade ago perhaps, and I, it was a candid shot, I was just kind of leaning, I was just chilling in a bed, looking at my phone, and I already had a shitty hairline back then, so I'm just, I'm just gonna have to deals with this. This is my lot in life. You don't want to hear this shit. Let's get to Apple versus Android people, because I want to talk about this now. I didn't even, I haven't even gotten to a single thing I was planning on talking about today. I am red hot. I just watched a murder documentary. And then ate canned peaches. 
So not only am I impulse kiss, but guys, I have rattling around in my brain, yet to be processed properly, murder and delicious childhood memories. A visceral throw back to the past when I used to eat a fruit cup in grade one versus a guy with PTSD murdering police officers. That is all currently, they are all occupying the same space in my brain right now. So I'm rattled. I am a, I'm a rattlesnake. I'm a rattle bear. Fuck that. I'm not a snake. I'm cute and cuddly like a bear. I'm a rattle bear. I'm a hybrid. I'm like a bear, but instead of a puffy little puff tail, it's a rattle, it's a rattle tail. And when you hug me, it goes, and that's so cute. Wouldn't you want a rattle bear now? Anytime it's happy, it'll, it wags its tail like a dog, but you hear it. And it's like, sugar, 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 sugar. Wouldn't you want to hug a bear like that? Okay. Android versus Apple. Also, CC in an email on this topic, same thing. Xbox versus PlayStation people. Okay? Now, if, if you are the type of person to go on any sort of forum and make fun of users of the other technology, what are you doing? What matters to you in life? What are you doing? Just let that sink in. If you go on a social media platform and you're like, Android sucks. iPhone rules. Anyone who uses an Android is a fucking idiot. Or if you're the... And these people are exactly the same and they don't realize it, even though they're standing on opposite sides of the river. It seems like they're standing on opposite sides of the river yelling at each other, but they're standing on the same side of the river yelling at their reflections in the water. Huh. Wow! Huh. That's, that's the truth, man. If you're the type of person who's like, oh, oh, he's obviously he's an iPhone user. If you see a video of somebody like having a bad spill, they knock their bang their heads on a doorway or something like, oh, obviously an iPhone user there. Then what are you doing? What are you doing with your life, man? Why do you care? Talk about somebody being a bitch to corporations, man. Like, not only are you not like, not only are you not letting live and let live, but for you to take issue with somebody using a rival tech, like you don't even work for either of these companies. Why does it matter to you? Where? Why are you so loyal? Why are you so loyal to a brand of fucking technology that you're going to just, you're going to crusade and it's nothing short of a crusade. These people are passionate. Little stupid iPhone users are idiots. Why are you so passionate on the behalf of the people who own you? You know, you are owned. This little device has hijacked your brain, and now you're like me. You're uh, dopamine addicted. You're just, you're a slave to this device, and you're like, oh, the slaves to the other device are idiots. Okay, now I'm going to go watch, I'm going to go to the bathroom and pull my pants down or watch porn on my phone with one hand and jerk off with the other. Idiots. <laughs> I don't know. I watch Rick and Morty. My brain is full of wrinkles. You know, you can enjoy a thing without dumping on another thing. And here I am saying that even though I take dumps on people all the time for liking certain things. Not all the time. I do it knowingly, though. Can we just take a moment to acknowledge that I am so hyper self-aware that I, you know, I've always beaten other people to the punch. I make, I'm going to be the first person to make fun of myself, guess. And I feel like, you know, that is always an endearing move. In social psychology, hot tip, uh, when you make fun of yourself first, it gives, it, 
I mean, to insecure people, it gives them permission to walk all over you. But they're insecure and people will do that. But my point is, if you make fun of yourself first, then it makes it humanizes you and it and it knocks you down enough pegs to make you likable and you sneak right into people's hearts. Oh, see, now I lost my point. I don't know, man. If you're like, oh, I have an Xbox and all PS5 idiots are idiots. They're idiots. No. They're video gamers like you. They were given one of two choices. And they made a choice. You're seriously going to reduce an entire population to being fools because they bought the same thing as you, but with different packaging? Oh, well, I iPhone's better because the home button is at the bottom and I can use my thumb. iPhone is better because I can put my face against the screen and it recognizes me. It's like my friend. My phone is my friend. It's like I open, I knock on the door, knock, knock. Who's there? It's your friend. It's me. Let me an Android iPhone. You're all the same. Everybody's the same. We're all the same. I'm going to drink from my Sahara-sized bottle of water. What am I? A, a character on the movie The Mummy? This thing would last me the entire mummy adventure. If I was in the movie The Mummy, this water bottle, you guys, is so big. It's the size of my thigh, like I said. And I got some meaty bike riding, soccer playing thighs. This thing is the size of my thigh. And if I was a character on the movie The Mummy, I would have the same bottle of water through the whole thing. <laughs> Can you imagine the 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 movie The Money? The the money. The movie The Mummy, but Brendan Fraser has a comically large water bottle the whole time. Do you guys remember that movie? If you don't, just picture a whole adventure in the Sahara in Egypt, fucking uh, adventuring through pyramids and tombs and sarcophagi. And Brendan Fraser is like, come on, we got to get out of here. Clunk, 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 clunk. And he's sprinting down a hallway with like scarab beetles and, 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 and the plague, the like, magic happening all around him. And this giant water bottle is click clanking at his side the whole time. Now imagine the continuity nightmare it would be to work on staff for the mummy as the continuity person and remembering like, oh, by this time in the movie, I'm sure Brendan would, Brendan's character would be like halfway down the water bottle and then you would pour out half of the water. <laughs> And then, you know, by the end of the movie, the last line would be Brendan Fraser taking the last, like, the drip. He, like, picks up the water bottle and he holds it to his mouth and he turns it completely upside down. And there's, like, a drip, drip. There's, like, two drips of water. And he was, like, and he looks at the camera or whatever. He's, like, huh, that was close. Good thing I was prepared. Yeah! And then roll credits. And you're like, wow, that movie the whole time was about the power of hydration. <laughs> there was uh, the reviews. 10 out of 10. I loved the subplot. The metaphor for taking care of oneself through thick and thin. Self-care and drinking water and staying hydrated. 10 out of 10, the mummy for the subplot. All the YouTube videos. Things you didn't pick up on in the mummy. Easter eggs. What did the water bottle really mean? <laughs> uh, other YouTube videos like dissecting it. Um, so uh, there's a school of thought that watched The Mummy um, about the water bottle. Now, uh, at minute 10, the water bottle seems to be about 10 ounces uh, down from the top. We, we like to think that Brendan Fraser drank 10 ounces of water... Uh, but there was no scene in which he had gone pee yet. So we can't be clear whether the water, there's a hole in the bottle and it's slowly seeping out or if he drank it and peed it out. So 10 minutes in, that's uh, one thing of note. Also, at about minute 26, uh, we see when he dodges 
uh, the mummy's giant arm, when the mummy swipes at him, a little bit of the water kind of splashes out of the bottle there. And it looks like he didn't seal the cap quite tightly enough. So, are we to believe that he's actually drinking this water? Or, if the water is slowly leaking out of the bottle? And if so, what does that mean for the sub-narrative of hydrating oneself? What does the bottle represent? Does it represent one's um, mortality? And the bottle is kind of meant... As the viewer, this is our journey along with the film, and at the end when he's done, the bottle is at the end of our journey with the film and the end of our adventure, or is it a wider point about our mortality in life? And the bottle represents the sands of time, if you will, <laughs> even though it's a movie about the Sahara, so there are obvious ties to that as well. Um, the sands of time um, slowly dissipating out of our lives. And so, uh, subscribe more to my YouTube channel, like that, like the page, just smash that subscribe, like and subscribe, smash and subscribe. My name is, uh, Harry Mortimus, I am a Relic Hunter, and also movie reviewer about Relic Hunters. Next week, we are gonna take our fifth dive into Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. What does his hat mean? It was turned about... A, a two to three degrees counterclockwise in the fifth scene. And then he just kind of melts into a heap of comic books and Funko Pop toys. <laughs> uh, I've got a headache. I think this one was too high energy. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna post it. I'm going to leave it up, but I'm going to apologize to you, the listener, for how intense this one was. I'm going to calm it down. I'm going to cool it off because I barely have taken a breath in the past 20 minutes. Um, I've jumped from topic to topic. I might have to stop this recording again and look back on... What series of thoughts got me to this point? I went from... No, let's try and use my brain, guess. Let's try and use my memory. I went from talking about it... Let's recap the whole thing. I went from talking about impulse, guess. Talking about a little bit about how it relates to true crime. I told the story about canned peaches and my business card and my family not thinking I'm funny. Um, and then I thought of... What was next? And then I thought of iRestore, because I was talking about impulse gifts and discipline gifts. And then I thought of iPhones versus... And then I thought of iPhone people who wait in line for weeks for the next phone. And then I did Apple versus Android. And then I did... How did I get to the mummy? There's something in there that I don't remember. Memory gifts, you guys. That's also part of why I'm a child. I have the memory of an eight-year-old. I've spoken at length about this on the podcast. But I, uh, I remember maybe 12 things. I remember about 12 things. Overall, ever. Entirely. And you know, I exaggerate, but I'm just so forgetful, guess. I'm read, guess. If somebody gives me a thing to read, I'm like, oh. I graduated from school a long time ago. Why do I still have to do homework? I always hated homework. Why do I still have to do homework as an adult? I never, ever adjusted to that. The idea that as an adult I have to do homework. You can only imagine just how stressful tax season is for me. Taxkis. Am I right, you guys? Um, okay. Let's end on this. I was talking about movies. Oh, there were there I think there was one thing that I was gearing up to really get into, and then I and then I tangentially tangented away. I'm gonna this is the first episode I'm actually gonna listen back on, you guys for real, and uh, figure out where it all went wrong. I yelled a couple times, a couple jump scares at you. I'm sorry. I'm grateful to you guys, the listeners. I gotta say, 
I watched Bo Burnham's special Inside on Netflix, and holy shit, the the rave reviews are all true. It is genius. It is fucking genius. The kind of genius that, as a comedian, uh, older than him by three years, evidently, uh, it was kind of devastating. I'm not gonna lie. For every time I watch it, I. In the daytime, I will lie in my bed and stare up at my ceiling and be like, what am I doing? I might as well just join the iPhone line of dunderheaded drones. Am I really thinking things through? Am I really? Am I really challenging myself and my listeners? You know? Am I putting anything out there that is worth anything at all? I had one of those crises watching his special. I recommend it. Bo has always been good about pointing out uh, something that is very true to me, at least personally as a performer, this sort of push-pull with the audience, with you, the listener. As in, I, I cave to your whims and I really badly want to please you and make you happy and make you laugh and make you think even. That would be a bonus to make you reflect. And I resent you for the, for the influence that you have on me, truly. However, I need you to survive. I need, I need your validation. There is a void. I, as cliched as it is, there is a void and, and, or, or maybe an addiction. And I need, I need your support and validation and adoration, adulation. I need all of it, all degrees of it. But I, but I hate you for it. And it's not so much that I hate you for it. I hate myself for it, that I need it. It's just such an interesting, cyclical, symbiotic relationship, really. There's no chicken or egg. It all kind of intertwines and starts and stops in different places. And like I, and, and I want to be authentic and I want to be myself, but I also never want to lose you guys, you know? The thought of the dignified, um, impetuous, not impetuous, that's not the right word, the, the, the character that I did earlier, the fucking posh, oh, I say, how dare you make fun of me and my lawful Apple products and the like. You know, I joked that I was like, uh, fucking good riddance, if that, if I lost you there, if you're that type of person and you're too soft about it, and you're like, ah, well, I'm never listening to this again. Good riddance. And there's part of me that feels joy saying saying that, sticking up my little middle finger at you. No, that's too harsh. Sticking up my tongue, really, keeping with this childish theme we got going on. And like teasing you and being like, I don't need you. But secretly, under that, there is still a layer of like, please come back. Please forgive me. I won't do it again. Please, don't abandon me. Don't leave me. You, the viewer, please keep listening to Podgus. I started this out as as its own thing for myself. And as soon as people started giving me feedback... I started thinking about you, 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 insatiable you. Ah, see, that's another song on Bo Burnham's thing. It's just beautiful. If you're not going to watch the whole thing, uh, look up Welcome to the Internet because it's, uh, it's profound. And then watch Make Happy, his closing number, and you'll know what I'm talking about. He very beautifully illustrates his relationship with you. And um, I think it is still, it's a beautiful and tragic thing, my relationship with you, the listener. Here I am getting all ponderous. Um, I was going to do a bit about Jason Statham. That's what I had reserved these last five minutes for. When I said, oh, I'm going to do this, and then I did not do it. I just kind of followed my impulse. And maybe that's just the way Algus goes, you know? It's gotten my career this far. Very little planning ahead, and as much spontaneity 
and therefore authenticity as possible. That's what I'm trying to capture is just some kind of divine it's it's as close as i get to peace inner peace a moment in time a precious irreplicable unrepeatable moment in time and it's very precious and intimate with myself and the audience cuz like you were there for it in terms of live performance there's just to me, I think that might be the best feeling in the world. That is the feeling I'm chasing, is getting a spontaneous laugh just by being myself. I feel seen, and I feel liberated, yet within the confines of a performance piece. And the fleeting, that moment is so bittersweet because as quickly as it came, there it went. And it's fleeting and tragic and beautiful. But what am I talking about? This is all too highbrow for a child like myself. I'm impulse guess. I'm a child guess. I buy helmets that promise me I'm going to grow my hair again. Because even though I'm a child guess, I'm old. I'm old guess. I'm both. I'm old guess. So I bought an eye restore. Oh fuck. Oh my god. I just realized that's what I wanted to talk about this whole time. I was going into the eye restore thing to talk about how impulsive I can be with my money sometimes and how easy it is to fool me. I went into that no frills tangent. Wow. You know what, you guys? I think this is still pretty precious that you watched me, you, well, not watched, you listened to me for almost an hour meander truly stream of consciously through a myriad of topics, a fucking maze, and wind up at the end realizing why I had set off to begin with. This, I should just call my podcast side quests with Al Val. We will never, ever get to the point, and that is my solemn vow to you. Never get to the point in life. And maybe that's what life is all about, is doing side quests. I had a, I, I, I'm going way over time here. I had a breakthrough in therapy this week where I was like, maybe I'm dwelling way too much on these unanswerable big questions. Who am I? Why is that even a question? Why does that need to be answered? Who am I? Why not just follow my impulses? I am a bundle of impulses. Maybe that's just the answer. I'm trying to dilute this enormous question. Why are we here? Like, basically, existentialism. I'm trying to solve existentialism like it's a fucking algebra equation? Get the fuck out of here. Just set that aside. Why dwell on that your entire life? And then look back at the end when you're dying and be like, man, I spent so much time ruminating and I didn't just fucking shit around living the moment. Plagued with this, with answering this question when I could have been truly answering it by not even asking it. How about that, Brendan Fraser, if you're listening? <laughs> Anyways, hey, uh, oh... Um, by the time you listen to this, hey, it's my birthday, June 29th, so hit me up, say happy birthday, wish me a happy birthday, I'll probably, um, see it and ignore it, cause it'll, it's, you know, it'll be on my phone and I can't answer all of them, so if you're, like, a closer friend, if you know me well enough, I invite you to text me, that shit, that is what matters, if you have my number, and you know who you are, text me on my birthday, and I will do my best to text you back. I likely will. I will do my best. It might be a busy day. I don't know. Probably, oh, I'm burpkiss right now. Got hiccups. It might be a busy day. It might not. But I would, I just, you know, I just told you, I, I love being seen and validated and appreciated and adored. I know it's immature, but what can you do? I'm child guess. I'm baby guess. 
Uh, it'll be my birthday on Tuesday, June 29th. I'll be turning 33. The big 3-3. Three, three. I was getting, I was uh, booking my vaccine and my second vaccine and the, and I was, it was the day after my birthday and I was like, mm, can I get a different day? It's going to be the day after my birthday and I don't want to be like, you know, I want to keep selling, I don't, don't want to be a slouch, a hungover slouch. And she was like, how old are you turning? I was like 33. She's like, that's not an important birthday. And she just completely slapped me in the face. She did the move. I love this move. It's my favorite whenever I see it. She did the move where she just pushed pushed me in the face. Where she took her hand and put it on my face and gave it a firm shove. And my neck went back and I went, Wah! and my whole body followed. You know what I'm talking about? Where uh, somebody pushes a person in their face, shoves them. Just, just enough that their whole body, their equilibrium goes, Wah! and they stumble back. And their eyes go really wide. That's what she did to me, verbally, over the phone. Okay, I've gone way over time, man. Um, insatiable you. Splendiferous. Uh, iphonagus you. I was going to do one of those classic wrap-em-ups where I uh, recap everything, but I've, number one, I've gone over time, and number two, I kind of did that when I was trying to remember what I talked about. So, hey, good luck to you. Exercise your memory. I don't know. Download an app. If this is a lesson you take away, download an app that jogs your memory and, and helps you do a Sudoku, I guess. Okay? And enjoy the weather. Drink lots of water. Buy a water bottle that is comically large and lug it around all day with you, like Brendan Fraser through The Mummy. Okay? Um, very sincerely, don't leave me. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear.